there, hockey fans. Welcome to this week's episode of From the Press Box right here on the AHL Report. It is Tuesday, May 21st today, and uh, it's going to be a good show today. Uh, Thanks for joining us. My name is Amy Johnson, your host and the lead correspondent here at the AHL Report. And of course, I am joined every week by my wonderful co-host, the one and only editor-in-chief and founder of Rocket Sports Media, Mr. Rick Stevens. So glad you're here. And it's it's USA versus Canada Battle Day, so this is going to be a good show. Uh, it is. Got a shirt on. <laughs> no, I have. And shirt on. I'll be keeping an eyeball <laughs> on the uh, on the U.S. Canada game, mm-hmm. uh, which should be four to nothing right now. But there was a disallowed goal, so um, a disallowed Cheater. Mark Stone goal. Um, yeah, so well. it is currently three nothing Canada, with about ten minutes left in the third period. Uh, the good team. <laughs> Trigged. Our win is winning. It's rigged. It's rigged in Slovakia. Mm-hmm. Slovakians don't like the Canadians because the Canadians, uh, Canada beat Slo- Slovakia. Uh, what was that? Six five with uh, with Mark Stone scoring with one and a half seconds left. Well, you know, and they whistled through the anthem. So, and you know what that means. So it cannot be rigged. <laughs> That's how Slovakians display their aggression by whistling. <laughs> they do. Whistling they do. is equivalent to our booing. Mm. Not just mm. Slovakians. It's throughout Europe. Mm. Mm-hmm. You, so- you sound peeved that, that um, your team hasn't scored yet. You sound peeved that we are generally... Better at <laughs> things. Than <Okay>. you are. <laughs> like fast food, sure, I'll give that to you. But uh, customer yeah. service, I'll give that to you. Yeah. Hockey, I don't think so. Cereal choices, chip choices. Oh, here we go. I got chips today. Sort I have of chocolates. Chip. You have sort chocolate? of chips? I have chocolate. Well, Sort of chips. I have chips. Yeah, chocolate are... and I and I have good chocolate. You have sort of what? chips. What are sort I have of sort chips? of chips? Hickory sticks. Hostess hickory sticks. They're oh, sort of here we go with the hickory yep. sticks. Can't get those I da- have... down the, down there, can you? No, and I'm not crying about it either. Mm. I, don't, I don't like them. I have crap chocolate and I have really good chocolate. So, is this a Taste test kind of thing. Is this is this going to be a new poll? Mm. Crab chocolate or good chocolate? Is that what you're doing here? I don't know. I'd have to think if there's a way for me to make a poll related to this. So describe your chocolate choices. Um, I have a Cadbury. I have one of those Cadbury cream egg jobbies. But instead of just being a regular Cadbury cream egg, it's the Chips Ahoy version. So I'm really frightened okay. about what in God's name is in the middle of this chocolate egg. So you're celebrating really, a late Easter? That's the deal. I I don't know. It was a what's it was what was available. So I'm gonna 
I don't, and I can't guarantee I'm going to eat the whole thing because I like if I bite into this and it's just like ground up pureed chips, Ahoy chocolate chip cookies inside, I'm going to barf. So that could make for some really entertaining podcasting. Uh, so I will eat that one probably first and save the most excellent chocolate for second. And the most excellent chocolate? Swiss chocolate, direct from oh, wow. the land of Swiss. <laughs> Were direct. You, are, you, are you cheering on the Swiss in... in uh... In the World Championship, I'm seeing that the U.S. On is, this, having, is struggling, is that... Is, and cheering on this final piece of Swiss chocolate that I'm going to eat today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you yes, have I a have, soda. Uh, I have a, a soda, that's what you call it. Yes, yes I'm having we don't a call pop. It I'm, pop. Having, I'm having Coke with uh, my hair hmm. sticks. Well, I'm having water with my Chips Ahoy Cadbury egg and my Toysher champagne truffle. <laughs> wow, excuse me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but hey, hi, how's everybody doing today? Uh, speaking of polls, so I will come up with a poll. I don't know if it'll be about chocolate or not, um, but we will talk about in in a few minutes. Uh, I have the results of a very important poll from last week, and, and we're going to talk about some things. We're going to talk about some things. First, and I'm sure you probably have some national days to tell me. First, let me tell everyone what we're going to talk about in terms of hockey today. And then we'll get to all the fun stuff and some hockey and all that good stuff. Um, it uh, Might as well call this the tournament edition because uh, there are tournaments, tournaments, and more tournaments. And that's essentially what we're going to talk about today. Lots of updates for you. So in our first segment, we're going to take a look at how the Habs and Flyers uh, prospects are faring in the Memorial Cup, which uh, has started. It got kicked off in Halifax um, over the weekend. So we're going to take a look at how Nick Suzuki, Joel Teasdale, Cole Fonstad, and Isaac Ratcliffe are doing uh, in that tournament as the best players from the Quebec Major Junior League um, and uh, the rest of the CHL, the rest of the Canadian Hockey League, are faring. Uh, in our second segment, we're going to go to the AHL tournament, which is the Calder Cup Conference Finals. Uh, there are two series being played right now uh, in that have that have started since our last episode. So we will give you an update on where both of those stand. And then in our third segment, we're going to uh, just catch up on this Canada-U.S. game at the IIHF men's hockey world championship. Uh, but we're also going to give you some updates for some other folks as well. Uh, Canadians uh, only have one. The Montreal Canadians only have one country left that's got uh, players in it. Uh, and we're going to talk about how Carter Hart has done. Has he played? Has he not? Uh, give a little look into the Kelly Cup the ECHL championship tournament, uh, some interesting news surrounding the Kelly cup uh, and at least one of the teams uh, vying for that title this year. And you're going to want to stick around because we have a very important announcement to talk about towards the end of the show today. And it's one that I'm telling you, you need to listen. 
you're not going to want to miss it. Uh, if you've ever wanted to attend the NHL draft, well, we have a way that you might just be able to do that with us. So be sure you stick around uh, for that. We're going to talk about that towards the end of the show. Uh, so we've got a lot of fun stuff to cover today. Wow. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have enough snacks. Well, I think you're going to have to eat your hickory sticks one at a time. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what you're going to have to do. <laughs> um, so before we get to the hockey, mm-hmm. let me just get let me just get my complaining out of the way. Last <clears throat> week you said, well, I I made the bold announcement last week that if the finale for Game of Thrones was as poor and horrible and disappointing as the last couple of episodes have been this season, that I was never watching Game of Thrones ever again. I know. It's a bold threat. threat. I'm never watching Game of Thrones ever again. Even if they somehow said, you know what, we're going to come back for it. No. Game of Thrones is dead to me. It's just, it just, let's take a show that was great for six seasons and then let's completely tank the last two seasons and particularly the last season. Let's take what should probably be a 12 to 13 episode season and let's try to cram this ridiculous storyline we've come up with into six episodes and make it as unrealistic as possible. That's essentially. Uh, what what has happened and in fact I saw uh, George R.R. R. Martin has come out with a risk because everyone is losing their ever loving mind at how, at how things went um, and I won't say how things went just in case there's someone who's been living under a rock since Sunday and hasn't watched the finale yet but George R.R. R. Martin was asked, you know, so when you get around to finishing the books, is this really the end that we're going to get? Are they, are they on about this? Like, and he says, well, yes and no, and yes and no, and yes and no. And he basically said, you'll see what happens when I write the book and then you can all fight about it on the internet. So that's, that's really helpful. not helpful. I know, isn't it? It's vastly helpful. But last week, oh, I'm go- I, I am going to have to talk about what happened because it's related to my poll and something else very important because I should just run out and buy lottery tickets. Um, so we ran a, I ran a poll last week, Game of Thrones poll. Who's going to sit on the Iron Throne? And I gave four options. I said, is it going to be Daenerys Targaryen? Is it going to be Jon Snow, a.k.a. Aegon Targaryen? Is it going to be Tyrion Lannister? Or is it going to be other, someone else? Um, and I have really smart followers, in case nobody knew. Really smart followers. 9%. We're going to go in reverse order. 9%. In last place in the poll, 9% said Daenerys was going to sit on the Iron Throne. In third place with 13%, Tyrion Lannister. 
34% of my followers said it would be Jon Snow sitting upon the Iron Throne, the rightful heir. And 44% said other. So 44% of my pollies were correct. In fact, I had, uh, there, was some, there was somebody who replied to the poll and said, Arya and Bran are going to run Westeros. That's sort of close. Sort of close. Well, though so, she's, yeah. Yeah, she's off running the rest Dora of the Dora the Explorer, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Um, what was really eerie to me, like I, I wanted it to be, you know, Jon Snow, but I had had a prediction, if and you were witness to this prediction because I, I said this out loud. I said that Daenerys was going to die, and I went so far to say Jon Snow was going to be the one to do it. It was All just, right. it was bad. It was bad. The whole thing. Did you like it? Were you happy hated with it? it? Hated it. Well, I, I would say that, yeah, the, I agree to, to the extent that the, the final season was completely unrecognizable from um, the, the buildup of the first. Over these years, we've been watching it. We've been, you know, and and the 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 last the last season just didn't fit. It it didn't fit with anything that they. And I I think part of that is, you know, they were trying to be um, um, uh, a little cute, um, yeah. a, a little too clever for their own own good. Benioff and Weiss, um, they they were trying to be able to say, okay, well, you couldn't have predicted predicted this, could you? Um, I I think they got too wrapped up with what was being said about the show and and including some of the criticisms, and wrote it accordingly rather than um, um, having a good story. Um, and be damned what kind of like what George R. R. Martin does now. Um, there there we know that things are different from the books. Um, mm-hmm. And we know that that um, George R. R. Martin sat them down uh, uh, and said, "There's three things that are going to happen, and and they must happen. And the, these these are the things that you have to keep um, you, you have to follow. And uh, uh, the burning of the uh, Baratheon, the little girl, was one of them." Mm-hmm. Um, how Hodor got his name. Um, oh yeah. That was, that was another one. And there was a third one that, that, that the, the writers, producers, director wouldn't reveal. And so many are, are suggesting that it was, was um, uh, John killing uh, Danny, but, um, but we don't know. Uh, or did they go off on their own? But, but, but putting, are, are we are we are we doing spoilers here? Oh, uh, I, I guess we already yeah. did. I we already, already have, did. So, like, we can't Putting avoid Putting Bran it. on the on the throne is silly. It is just silly. Um, it's not even bad. It, it it's just silly. It, it, he he was barely a, a 
a significant um, character. He missed an entire season. Um, I, I, I on, on TV, and I, mm-hmm. I know he was more significant in the books, but um, anyway, uh, not to get too down that road. But I, I, I thought it was awful. I thought they, and there is a petition with over more than a million signatures of mm-hmm. of people that want the final season redone. Um, it was awful. Now, yeah, no, it was. So on to Westworld, I guess. Oh, don't get me started because last season was bad for Westworld. There's a new trailer out this week. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it yet. Mm. You know what else is How's awful? The chocolate. What, what else? <laughs> the chocolate. This chips ahoy, this chips ahoy BS in yeah, this okay. Cadbury. This is terrible. I'm choking my way. This is like who? What? What child doesn't have diabetes after they eat this? This is disgusting. Nothing wrong with acre sticks, I tell you that. I can't finish that thing. There's no way. There's no way. All right. So we won't go too far down, as we said, the Game of Thrones road. Just mentioning it because we did have a poll about it. I had a poll about it last week. And then last week's show, you said that I could rant all I wanted this week after the finale if I needed to. Mm-hmm. And like, I just, the only thing I, the only other thing I have to say is like, and I said this as soon as the show was over, could, could I, my kingdom for writers who could figure out how to end a series when it comes to a close. Because nine times out of ten, when a series comes to an end, they suck. I don't know why it is so difficult for writers to not get lazy and actually continue writing through to the end and have a plan and execute it effectively. (laughs) Anyway. Is there a national day today? Um, there is. There's a couple. Nothing terribly exciting. National Strawberries and Cream Day. Oh, I, I like I that. We're a little early on that. Um, it was 87 really. here yesterday. It's not early. Well, it certainly wasn't in Montreal. Um, mm. It's also National Waitstaff Day. Okay. So be be, be nice to your. Be kind to were, you ever, were you ever wait staff? I was never wait, wait staff. I was, I was a cook. I was a busboy. I never wait staff. Never worked in a restaurant. Mm. Never worked in a restaurant. Video games so. and DVD. Well, no, VHS. I worked in a video store. Purveyors of video games and VHS cassettes for rent. Well, you're going to want to get the video of this Canada USA game because what an impressive win. This 3 nothing shellacking Canada over Team USA. I'm not sure that quantifies as a shellacking. <laughs> I just like the word. 
And you know what? And technically, it was four nothing, right? Because that that goal, sh- that Markstone goal, shouldn't have been disallowed. But well, technically, it's three nothing because that goal was waved off, so you don't get to add that back in. And it's okay. They can. Um, it's all right. This is preliminary round play. Um, the US- so the U.S. has a deck. Um, hmm? They've been doing pretty well in this tournament. Who, Canada? No, Russia. It's the U.S. Oh, Russia, US, yeah. U.S. plays Russia next. Well, it's all right. See, we, the U.S. was like, eh, Canada, you know, just let them have one save our energy and all the goals for the Russians. And then the next time we play Canada, we'll wipe the floor with them. Doesn't it work that way? Well, at least, you know, at least you're aware that Canada will be getting that far. Oh, I didn't, it's not necessarily this year. It's the (laughs) next time. The next time. Hmm. Hmm. Apparently, um, hey, here's some some Habs chatter for you. And I noticed this last week. So I, the rumors all started last week that Patrick Wall was going to uh, interview in Ottawa for the coaching job. Which, I mean, I could I could laugh about that all day, but apparently, uh, Patrick Wall and Pierre Dorian left the same mot- uh, same hotel in Montreal motel. this afternoon. Yep, that motel. Would I that would be news. Mo- motel. Left the same Montreal hotel this afternoon. So, Patty Waugh and Pierre Dorian in Montreal today. That'd be fun. It'd be really fun. It'd be bad for the, the Senators, because Patrick Waugh We'll just a train wreck as a, as a, I love Patrick, <laughs> love Patrick wine in, in goal, but uh, he's a train wreck behind the bench. And um, that would be, yeah, that would be fun. That would be fun I'm, to watch. I'm all for it. I'm all for, I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know how Brady Kachuk would handle Patrick Waugh. I don't know. I don't know how those two personalities would, would go. Together. <laughs> uh, but I'd I'd like to see Keith Kachuk and Patrick oh. Waugh have a oh, bit yeah. of a yeah. Now let's have an understanding about my kid. <laughs> oh. All right. Let's talk about some hockey. And let's start with the Memorial Cup because uh that's Kicked off, well underway, you know, and we said last week that Halifax is a great place for the Memorial Cup, and it's, it really seems to have uh, really coming into full fruition that, you know, the fans have been great, and the Mooseheads are doing really well. Um, they sure are. They haven't lost yet. Um, they sit at the, the top of the standings, um, won both of their games so far, um, outscored their opposition 8-3. Um, and they're, they're looking good. Um, the, I think they, they will get to it. What they're guaranteed at least a semifinal at this point, I believe. I think so. Yeah. Um, 
the uh, the uh, Q rep and the OHL rep, the the uh, Huskies and the Storm, uh, have each won one of their two games. And Prince Albert, the um, WHL um, entry, uh, has not won yet. No, they haven't. Uh, Guelph did uh, well. Guelph lost to Halifax on Sunday. That was their second game. Um, but Nick Suzuki played well. Uh, he had an assist that night, was plus one on the night, led the team with 10 shots on goal, uh, and was about 55% on the faceoff dot. So, so Suzuki had a good game, but they just couldn't, uh, they couldn't uh, find the back of the net as easily that evening. Um, and yes, the Mooseheads are, are definitely a shorter spot in the semifinal. Um so Suzuki's Suzuki's played uh, really well in this tournament, and I f- I feel like every time I I open Twitter, there's somebody, you know, retweeting a, a GIF or a video clip of of something Nick Suzuki's done, as as has been the case throughout this entire uh, playoff season for the CHL. Um, he's just he's just really kind of embracing his role I think and 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 he's just he's just been on fire um it's exciting to see it's exciting to see that happen and of course uh at the same time on that same team uh is his captain Isaac Ratcliffe who is a Flyers prospect um and one of the things that led to Sunday's loss for them was uh, their discipline. They uh, they actually took six penalties just in the last 30 minutes of the game. Um, and afterwards, Ratcliffe uh, was quoted as saying, you know, it's a tournament where the little things are going to get called. And I was on the short end of that a lot. And that can't happen. Uh, and in reference to uh, the Halifax Mooseheads, he says, there's a, they're a fast team. They play a lot off the transition and we let them do that tonight. This one's on us. They didn't do anything too special tonight, but we gave them a lot of chances, and that can't happen in this tournament. Um, so he's, uh, you know, it's nice. To, that's that's good mature. That's that's a mature way to look at a game that you just lost in in this kind of a high emotion uh, tournament. And uh, good to see the captain Isaac Ratcliffe um, understanding what it was that they did that they that they did wrong, and that. And, and the places where they would need to shore things up before they um, before they take on their next game. And there's also a couple of other um, Canadians prospects. Uh, Cole Fonstad and Joel Teasdale went head to head last night. Teasdale for mm-hmm. uh, the Huskies and and Fonstad for the the Raiders. The Huskies won six three, um, but each player had a goal and an assist in uh, in that game. They did. Um, and Cole Fonset actually had a two point night, had uh, had an assist as well, um, had five shots on goal and a plus three differential, um, which was pretty impressive given that they lost. <laughs> um, and so the Raiders will play tonight uh, against Suzuki and the Guelph Storm uh, and they face elimination. So if they do lose to Guelph tonight, they'll be out of the tournament. Um, so it's, as we mentioned last week, you know, it's something you, you, it's not something you want to miss watching, uh, if you're able to catch 
even one game. Uh, it's it's high pace. It's fast paced, exciting hockey. Um, the crowd's really into it, and I mean, we're talking about the best players uh, from across the Canadian Hockey League, and and a lot of these guys are going to end up being impact players uh, at the pro level very soon before you before you know it. You know, particularly for for the Habs and the Flyers, uh, Suzuki. Uh, and Ratcliffe are are just a, a minute away from uh, from from going pro and and making an impact for those teams. To be sure, you're watching. Um, and that was you know that was <laughs> was really about just about all of the the um, news for the Canadians at least. The Flyers have had, and we'll talk about the World Championships. Uh, later later in the show um, and the fly so the flyers have had something you know to really focus on they've got a large representation um, over at worlds the Canadians not so much we're going to talk about how how the Canadians players are doing but so the Canadian it's been a bit of a slow news cycle for the Montreal Canadians um, so much so Rick that I that, that I found it funny you know when was the last time that Peter Budai played for the Montreal Canadiens? Oh, like five that years ago. A, that was a little while ago. Mm-hmm. A little while ago. And how long ago did Peter Budai announce that he was retiring? It was like a month ago, wasn't it? At I the end so. of at the end of the, the regular season for the AHL, which was over a month ago. Mm-hmm. And I just find it interesting that the Habs have a big article out. I don't know if it was today or yesterday. It was recently. Last couple of days, all about a sit-down, long-form interview with Peter Budai. And let's talk about why being a Montreal Canadian was so great. I was like, really? You're t- really a like? Isn't it a little late? And B, what? When? Let me check my watch. When's the last time he played here? They're they're reaching, really reaching. Uh, but we wish I was I was interested to see, though, in that article that Peter Budai and his family have settled in Montana. Um, and then he's that's where they're enjoying life these days. So wishing all the best to the Budai family. Uh, with that being said, we are going to take one quick break. And on the flip side of that, we are going to move over to the AHL and talk about the Calder Cup playoffs, which uh, we've got a couple of tight races going on uh, in the conference finals. So we're going to give you the latest scoop on that when we come back after this brief message. So don't go anywhere. From the Press Box is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at Rocketsportsmedia.com. For all the latest news, interviews, analysis, and commentary about the Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and every other team in the American Hockey League, as well as information on prospects, junior hockey, and international hockey, head over to AHL.Report, the home of the AHL Report. Follow along on Twitter at the AHL Report for live game updates, ringside photography, game recaps, and articles containing exclusive audio and video of your favorite players. 
That's the AHL Report, proud partner of Rocket Sports Media, AHL.Report. Welcome back to From the Press Box right here on the AHL Report. Uh, remember to follow us and interact with us on Twitter at the AHL Report. Uh, again, I'm your host, Amy Johnson. Of course, I'm joined by my fabulous co-host, Mr. Rick Stevens. And Rick, uh, you know, before we signed off last week, we said, okay, we've got, there are two, what we thought were going to be nail-biter series uh, about to get underway uh, for the conference finals in the in the Calder Cup playoffs. Uh, the Charlotte Checkers versus the Toronto Marlies, and then the Chicago Wolves versus the San Diego Gulls. And so far, while both series have only played two games, um, game three for both, uh, both series takes place tonight, um, all four of those games have lived up to expectations. It's it's a tight race. Very tight. Both uh, both series tied at one, uh, one game apiece. Um, and uh, uh, for the first, I guess what's what's notable is that the uh, Toronto Marlies lost their first playoff game. Um, they did. And their first game since uh, um, early April, the last game of, of their regular season. Uh, and uh, they were sitting pretty comfortable um, mm-hmm. with a three-one lead going into the third period, uh, and then the the Charlotte Checkers stormed back with four goals in the um, in the third period, four unanswered goals to to take the final five to three. Um, so that that series uh, all tied up. Both games, both of the first two games were played in Charlotte. The next three uh, will be uh, in Toronto. Uh, well, and interestingly enough, um, Nedeljkovic uh, was pulled in that game after that three to nothing lead uh, by Toronto, and so Dustin Tokarski came in in relief and was then perfect uh, for the rest of the game. He faced only faced nine shots, but gave gave his team the ability to uh, to score some goals and get the win. So. Um, Pretty incredible, and that series is all knotted up at one apiece now. Uh, you can watch Game Three tonight on the NHL Network at 7 p.m. Uh, no, I'm going to try to tune in and catch a little bit of that. Uh, should be should be a very good uh, matchup tonight. And on the Western Conference, same thing. Um, Rick, you know, it, Chicago managed to get uh, that first that first win. But then San Diego came back with a with an amazing game uh, on Saturday night to tie to tie the series at, at one apiece, um, and there were some familiar names uh, making big things happen in in both of those games. Yeah, the first uh, the first game of the series went into uh, overtime, and it was uh, Cody Glass that scored the game winner. Um, for Chicago second game, it was uh, Kevin Boyle in net. Now uh, mm-hmm. that was, uh, that was switching things up a little bit. Uh, and he, uh, he got the shutout for um, San Diego and um, Adam Cracknell um, for San Diego. If, if, if you look at the, the scoring leaders um, for the playoffs uh, in the AHL, 
um, there sitting at the very top is Adam Cracknell, former um, player yeah. for the uh, for for uh, the Rocket, and and um, Adam Cracknell with six goals, nine assists, fifteen points in eleven games in the playoffs uh, has been has been great for for San Diego, um, and uh, yeah, he's 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 just ahead. Uh, his teammate Sam Carrick in third place uh, with 13 points, and uh, Andrew Podorowski, uh for Charlotte in uh, second in scoring. And in that first game uh, where Chicago won five to four over five to four over San Diego, I do believe a a certain Daniel Carr was one of uh, the goal scorers that night. Mm-hmm. It's funny how it's funny how his name just keeps coming up over. And over and over again. <laughs> it's amazing how that happens. Uh, so, as I said, both uh, both games uh, will both series will head to Game Three tonight. Charlotte and Toronto face off at 7 p.m. Followed, of course, um, by. Oh no! I'm sorry. I take that back. Um, tonight is Charlotte and Toronto. Tomorrow night. Wednesday night is Chicago at San Diego. So um, also at 7 p.m. So you can tune in. Um, it's it's really heating up. Uh, whoever wins both of these, it, uh, it's already a really dynamic conference final. Um, you know, you've got four just outstanding teams uh, just scratching and calling and fighting their way uh, to get to the, to the call to cup final, whoever those two teams for the final are going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be one for the ages. I think it's going to be a really exciting run to the cup. Um, and it'll be interesting to see, can a Western conference team come up with it? You know, can, can Charlotte or Toronto keep the cup in the Eastern conference? I, I this year, I don't know. Um, I just don't know. But we will find and, out. Um, you mentioned that that Charlotte is or um, San Diego uh, and Chicago are playing tomorrow night. But tonight, mm-hmm. if you're in the uh, San Diego area, uh, the Gulls are having a flight to the Cup drive event. Oh um, yeah, and the yeah from five to seven, uh, the first fifty cars get a pair of tickets to Game Three. Okay. A California burrito, nice. a bonsai bar, and a Gulls swag bag. Do I have time to if I if I leave <laughs> now from Eastern Pennsylvania? Do I have time to drive there? Yeah, I think you're good. Yeah, I can try. A girl can try. But as we talked about last week, um, the uh, uh, the Gulls lead uh, attendance. Uh, or led uh, attendance in the AHL in the regular season, and they're um, you know certainly doing everything they can to fill that the building um, with uh, with these kinds of promotions. For the they players. really are, I, and what a what a great way to get uh, to get your fans ready to go. We we'll need to keep up those numbers. Um, it's going to be it's going to be an exciting one. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. So that's Charlotte, Toronto, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, um, okay. Chicago, San Diego, in Toronto, Chicago, mm-hmm. San Diego, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, in San Diego. It's getting close. 
getting close. And the Stanley Cup playoffs, that's getting close. The Sharks and the Sharks and the Blues are, are getting close to wrap. Before you know it, we're going to be in the final series. Cups are going to be awarded soon. And then in the blink of an eye, the draft will be here. Hey, did I mention that we have a big announcement about the draft in the in our next segment? Did you? Did I mention that? Hmm. Do not go anywhere. We're going to take one more quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the World Championships. We're not going to talk about Team Canada because they suck. Um, <laughs> and I'm not bitter. Um, we're also going to talk a little bit about the Kelly Cup. But then, you're not going to want to miss this. In fact, gather all your friends around. Huddle around your, you know, share share one of your earbuds or gather them around the computer speaker wherever you're listening to this podcast. Uh, because if you have ever wanted to attend the NHL entry draft, and trust me, it is an experience that every hockey fan needs to have on their bucket list. We have an opportunity for you to win a ticket to the draft and join us in Vancouver. So that's all I'm going to tell you right now. You have to come back on the other side of this break to find out all the details. It's really a very exciting announcement. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere right after this short break. Be sure to follow us on social media. Find us on Twitter at the AHL Report. Check out our original game photography on Instagram at AHL Report. And watch our exclusive video interviews with players, coaches, and other notable hockey names on our YouTube channel, at All Habs. Just remember to turn on notifications so that you never miss a video. The AHL Report, your premier source for Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and all American Hockey League news. From the Press Box is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. In addition to building a worldwide network of sports fans, the team at RSM is also dedicated to mobilizing the sports community in ways that make a difference in the lives of others. Giving back to the community bridges the gap between team affiliations. It's something any fan can support. RSM proudly provided support for organizations and projects like Hockey Fights Cancer, Five Hole for Food, the Montreal Canadiens Children's Foundations, Autism Speaks, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada, and the People of Canada Portrait Project, just to name a few. If you would like to be involved with a Rocket Power project or have a worthy fundraising initiative you'd like us to be part of, please contact us at rocketsportsmedia.com. Welcome back to From the Press Box right here on the AHL Report. Again, don't forget to hit us up on Twitter at the AHL Report. We're always happy to hear from our fans and followers and listeners. Uh, If you have a question about any kind of hockey, if you have a comment about hockey, or you just want to talk about the national day of the week, (laughs) whatever that may be. Uh, we welcome you to chat with us, join the conversation there on Twitter at the AHL Report. Again, I'm Amy Johnson, your host uh, here at From the Press Box, joined by Rick Stevens, my wonderful co-host. And and Rick, I, I, I have I have very important news. What's that? I can officially say that Swiss chocolate champagne truffles uh-huh. are much better than Chips Ahoy Cadbury eggs. <laughs> 
in case case that wasn't intuitively known already. (laughs) In case anyone was wondering. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. It's very good stuff. Very good stuff. Um, What isn't good stuff is the performance that the U.S. just put up uh, in Bratislava. We're not going to talk about that. Uh, We already did talk about it. That was enough. (laughs) All right. Um, but we can talk about the, you know, just how the tournament is going, and in particular, a couple of people for the Canadians or Flyers uh, that to be watching. Um, anyone watching today's uh, final game for Slovakia got to see one Tomas Tatar in the shootout. How do you do? Um, he didn't. Uh, no points, no. and in the shootout, he was. Uh... Yeah, he was stopped, or uh, he, he just he made one move too many, and and uh, and yeah, he wasn't successful. But um, his team was su- successful, and and uh, Slovakia beat Denmark two one in in the shootout. Um, and the other person, the other uh, Canadians um, player in action today was David Sklenichka. Of course, mm-hmm. played with the Laval Rocket this past season. Um, he didn't get a point, but his uh, Czech Republic team beat Switzerland 5-4. Um, and so he was on the winning side. That's good to hear. Well, that also means that uh, Michael Moravchik uh, was on that winning team as well. Name familiar to all. Um when we first talked about the rosters for Worlds, um, we first talked about how Caden Primo, uh, like Charlie Lindgren did last year, was going to be um, was selected to come and represent Team USA. Um, but that, like Charlie last year, uh, Primo was doubtful to see any ice time. Um, that it would be more of a, a learning experience and um, those types of things. Um, and then it was it was announced that Carter Hart would be joining Team Canada, uh, particularly of note with uh, Alain Vigneault uh, as as head coach. Um, but we we surmised kind of the same thing that Carter's likely there for um, you know third goaltender backup you know that kind of thing. But he has actually been playing um, you know against teams like France. Uh, who has been relegated. France has successfully been relegated uh, for next year's tournament. Um, so he's been playing against some of the, the, the lesser, the kind of the lower tier um, teams, but he's managed to get two shutouts. I'm pretty impressed with Mr. Carter Hart. Yep. He's played pretty well. Um, and uh, one called into action and, and so good for him. Um, and um Philippe Myers, um, with the with the call up, uh, there was an injury situation, so uh, Alain Vigneault um, called up his his Philadelphia Flyer defenseman, and and he's looked pretty good uh, as well mm-hmm. in the games that he's played. Well, in fact, in today's game that we are not going to talk mm-hmm. about, but we'll talk about for a moment as it applies to Philippe Myers. <laughs> Um, even the commentators were, were talking about a, a particular shift that Philippe had and, and were saying, you know, this for coming in late uh, that he's, he's made an impact and that he's looked perfectly, um, you know, 
like he belongs and not out of place and, and, and playing very well. So uh, I think the Flyers are, are, have to be happy with what they've seen uh, out of, out of their representation across a number of different countries. I know Jake Borachek, um had a, had a good performance today. Uh, Sean Couturier has been, been kind of right in there as well. So um, the Flyers are, have, have a lot of representation and uh, those who are there uh, playing for their countries uh, seem to be doing pretty well, pretty well. And Elaine Vigneault seems to be handling the uh, coaching duties for team Canada pretty well. And, and that, yeah. that should bode well for uh, Flyers fans. Um, and he's being assisted um, by Kirk Muller. Um, and Kirk Muller has um, is getting praise uh, for um, the Team Canada power play that are absolutely on fire, um, and uh, a big part of Team Canada's uh, success has been their power play um, that has been designed by uh, Kirk Muller. Uh, Kirk Muller received a fair bit of of uh, criticism in Montreal uh, this past year, and and um, it, what he said, it was more about execution uh, than the scheme. And I think he's uh, been proven right about that as, as uh, he's got the team Canada power play working pretty well. Absolutely. Um, Back on the North American side of, of uh, hockey news. uh, We talked about the Memorial cup. We talked about the Calder cup. Uh, We mentioned briefly the Stanley Cup, but the Kelly Cup is the other professional uh, championship that still needs to kick off um, as the championship round is is getting set. Um, that is the championship tournament for the ECHL. And Rick, one of the big reasons that I bring this up today is because of who has qualified to play in the Kelly cup. Well, I think that um, any one of us who's been around the, the Canadians organization for any length of time has a fondness for the city of St. John's and uh, they did a great job um, in hosting the, um, the Canadians AHL affiliate um, mm. St. John, the St. John's ice caps. Uh, and prior to that, they've been, uh, connected to the uh, Winnipeg Jets. And prior to that, it was uh, the AHL affiliate for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Well, this season, the Toronto Maple Leafs have um, um, put their ECHL affiliate in St. John's and uh, the Newfoundland Growlers uh, were born and are playing their their uh, inaugural season um, in the ECHL and uh, wow, they have made it um, and uh, will represent the East in the in the Kelly Cup final. Um, it's amazing. They, yeah, they they took down the the Brampton Beast, the the Manchester Monarchs, the Florida Everblades, and and they are uh, they are in the Kelly Cup final, obviously for their the first time uh, ever. Um, but kind of a Vegas kind of uh, yeah. situation where in their inaugural season, they're all the way to the final. 
it's it's a wonderful story for them and it's you know Habs fans set aside the the Toronto Montreal rivalry for a minute just to just to appreciate what these young men have done uh, the ECHL is is not always an easy league to play in because it's it's guys who you know are just fighting to get back to the AHL a lot um Sometimes if you find yourself in the ECHL, you might not uh, be the happiest about it, but it's still professional hockey on a lower budget uh, in a lot of, in a lot of cases. Um, and, and they sacrifice a lot. And um, to have an inaugural season, we had mentioned them a few times on this show throughout the season that they were, you know, at times we were noticing they were at the top of their division or they had gone undefeated for a, a, a stretch and things of that nature. And at every turn this season, they've made an impact. And you listed the teams that they knocked off in order to get to the to the final round. Um, you know, Manchester, not easy. Brampton, not easy. Um, and, and certainly the Florida Everblades, uh, we've talked about how that's Charlotte's uh, the, that's Carolina's ECHL team um, and the high level of play from Carolina and Charlotte this year uh, was equaled in Florida at the ECHL level. So for the Growlers to defeat them as well. And I think, um, I think the last game uh, in which they eliminated them was like a six to nothing shutout. Um, <laughs> so they did it with style. Um, and you go to the, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's got to be a very fun ride for our uh, good friend, Brian Rogers, uh, yeah. formerly the broadcaster uh, with the St. John's Ice Caps. Um, and, uh, well, the broadcast team of, of Brian Rogers and Chris Ballard. Chris Ballard came over from uh, the Brampton Beast, and uh, the two team up and are, are doing the play-by-play for the Newfoundland. Uh, growlers and it's got to be a whole lot of fun for them uh, on this ride all the way to the Kelly Cup final. And right along with that, the other the other guy who this has to be a lot of fun for, if you go to the Newfoundland Growlers website, you'll see a, a beautiful picture of of them of the team on the ice uh, around a trophy. And at the center of that, with a big smile on his face, uh, is is our buddy Andrew. Uh, who, if yeah. you were a Saint, yeah. if you were a Saint John's Ice Caps fan, uh, you you will be familiar with Andrew. You could always see him on the bench. He was always with the team. Uh, he came to Laval last year to visit the team, um, and Andrew was uh, is is kind of the the heart and soul of of the whatever hockey team is in, in is in Newfoundland and he's he's a crucial part of of the dressing room and he's uh, got a he's in the middle of this picture on their website with just a giant smile on his face so this has to be a lot of fun for Andrew as well. And Andrew came to the final game uh the final road games of the St. John's Ice Caps and we got a chance to to meet and talk with him and talk to his dad and and yeah. Uh, he was pretty excited to be on that road trip uh, with with St. John's. That's true. Um, and I were they with they were in the was that that might have been the year that they were in the playoffs in Syracuse. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, the Montreal Canadiens AHL affiliate was in the playoffs once. <laughs> um, but yes, good. Uh, really great for them. Uh, they do not know who they will be playing yet. Uh, but the Kelly Cup starts 
uh, on home ice for them at Mile One Center in St. John's, Newfoundland on Saturday, this coming Saturday, May 25th, uh, opponent to be determined. So we'll keep you posted on that, but good luck to the Newfoundland Growlers in their inaugural season, trying, they're just uh, four wins away. From hoisting and we'll, the Kelly we'll just Cup. say that the the um, they're waiting for the uh, the winner of uh, uh, there's it's gone to a game seven uh, on the other side of the ledger and um, it's the Toledo Wall, Walleye uh, against mm. uh, they're the um, uh, the Red Wings uh, ECHL affiliate mm-hmm. uh, against the Tulsa Oilers and their affiliate is obvious and uh, that game <laughs> the game seven will be in. Tulsa. Um, so um, the winner of that series will face the Newfoundland Growlers for the Kelly Cup. Very fun. Good luck to the Growlers. You know how I said a minute ago, not a minute ago, but at, towards the beginning of the show that it's been a slow news cycle for the Montreal Canadiens? And then? There's breaking news. Uh-oh. I don't know if you've is seen this. More yet. Patrick Wall news yet? Is that no? Is that what it is? No, no. Okay. But uh, I don't know if you've seen this yet or not. Uh, but it just came flying across the screen. The Montreal Canadiens made an announcement just a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. In this new cycle. Great. Starting this season. Mm-hmm. All home games with the exception of matinee games, but all home games for weeknight games will now start at 7 o'clock p.m. as opposed to 7.30. Okay. Mm -hmm. According to France Margaret Belanger, Executive Vice President for Commercial and Corporate Affairs, she says, quote, A recent study done with our season ticket holders confirmed that it would be advantageous to move up the start time for games by 30 minutes on weeknights, which in turn allows for an earlier return home afterwards. (laughs) Great. This keeps in line with current trends across the National Hockey League. Yeah. There's big news out of Montreal today. Uh, No more 7.30 start time. All at 7 p.m. It was two years ago when fans were um, returning home pretty early. Um, mm-hmm. It's usually by the end of the second period, they're heading out of the, the belt. Yeah, that's, that's, right. that's, <laughs> that's, right. that's a whole other story. <laughs> the interesting thing about that, okay, so, all right, so the Canadians have decided to to move towards the trend of the rest of the league and go with, there are still some teams that, that do the 7.30, but they're they're moving into the 7 o'clock. The question is, will Laval do the same? Because Laval also does the same thing for Wednesday night and Friday night games. They don't start their games until 7.30 either. So it'll be interesting to see if Laval follows suit with the parent club or if they stick with the 7.30 start time on weeknights. Um, I guess we'll just have to – we will wait with bated breath on by the newswire to see what comes of all of this. But that's what's fresh out of Montreal today. We, however, have much more exciting news. Much more exciting. 
Rocket Sports Media, you can count on us having the exciting news. And it's about the draft. Ten years ago this summer, Rick, ten years ago next month, and I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna tip my hat to you because I wasn't even part of the team yet. I was I was like I don't know. I kind of became part of the team on that weekend. So a tip of my hat to you. Ten years ago this summer was the very first Rocket Sports Media All Habs Hockey Magazine NHL Draft Fan Weekend when the draft was in Montreal. It was an incredible event. Uh, I was so excited to, it was my first trip to Canada uh, ever. So obviously my first trip to Montreal and 50 fans from all over the place. And you'll remember better than I do where everyone came from all gathered in Montreal that weekend. uh, Thanks to a partnership that you had established with the NHL um, to provide tickets to the draft. Uh, that in 2009 for for Montreal's host year, and what a weekend! What a weekend that was. They said it couldn't be done. That's right. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I boldly and confidently contacted the um, NHL and and uh, pitched my idea. Uh, and that was at the time, um, you know, Twitter was quite uh, young. Um, and um, all of these these uh, fans from all over um, North America um, enjoyed talking to each other um, online, but um, thought it was would be an idea if we could all gather together and um, in person and and attend the draft, one of the premier um, hockey events uh, on the NHL's calendar, and uh, the the NHL was was. Um, gracious and 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 offered uh, reserved um, prime tickets to to the draft for for us for this idea. Uh, we gathered for the weekend. We all attended the draft together. And yes, they came from you know all over Canada, from out west to the east coast, uh, from California, from Florida, from uh, in your case from Pennsylvania, and and uh, from all over. And and we got together and met. Um, not only for the draft, but, but we had a, a weekend of events with, uh, uh, we went to McGill for a Canada versus, um, us, uh, ball hockey game. Um, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, rocket sports media attending the, the draft was, uh, became a thing. And, uh, certainly for the last five years, we've, uh, we've put together a, a great group. Uh, of 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 our um, of our writers, our contributors, uh, and they themselves come from all over, um, mm-hmm. as well as as hockey fans um, um, from every team and from from uh, every city uh, all over. And uh, we attend the draft. Uh, it's it's an up close and personal. Uh, view of of the draft floor and the da- draft stage, and certainly, it's the kind of event that attracts everyone from the hockey community. Anyone who's uh, everyone who's anyone who is is at the draft and um, in hockey, and it's an opportunity for our our, our listeners, our readers, 
um, our followers to be able to um, meet uh, meet the draftees, sit amongst the draftees, families, and uh, and also meet with uh, and 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 interact with uh, with people from the hockey community, both on the media side and and uh, hockey executives, um, coaching staff, all of that, it, and and some some legends, of course. Um, it's uh, it's a great event. We're happy to um, share that uh, partnership that we've built up um, over the past ten years with um, our um, our our hockey community, and uh, we we love we love if you could join us uh, to go to Vancouver this year um, for the draft. Absolutely. Now, yes, that means that uh, we were there in Philly. We were there in Sunrise, Florida. We were in Buffalo. We were in Chicago. We were in Dallas. And now we will be in Vancouver this year. Um, As Rick says, it's a wonderful opportunity. This is not the tickets that you could win from Rocket Sports Media. Let me make this very clear. Are not tickets that you will get or find or be scalped or anything anywhere else. Um, These are not tickets that are available to the public whatsoever. Uh, They are reserved lower bowl seats. Uh, As Rick mentioned, we are typically sitting right in among the draftees and their families. Um, They're typically very close by. Ryan Paling was just less than a, like half a section over from us. Uh, The year he was drafted, Austin Matthews was about 10 rows in front of us the year that he was drafted. Um, Last year, Nolan Patrick and Nick Suzuki and um, sorry, not Nick Suzuki. There uh, there were a number of draftees that were right behind us two years ago in Chicago. Um, They were literally sitting right across the aisle from us and about five rows back. you're right in among the action. These are very, very unique and very special tickets, uh, giving you access and a view of the draft that no one else in the public is going to have. Everyone else, the public seats are usually the upper deck, uh, the upper deck seats, uh, and they do tend to go pretty quickly. As Rick said, you bump into everyone. I mean, think about it. every GM, every scout, every coach, and assistant coach, and the trainers, and every prospective draftee and their families. And sometimes those draftees have family members that were former NHL legends. They're all there. And every hockey media person under the sun, they're all there under one roof. Uh, You constantly bump into anyone and everyone walking around the concourse. Um, You have, you can watch, the the drama unfolding down at the draft tables. You can keep an eye on who's talking to who out on the draft floor. It's just an experience you can't get anywhere else. And we are so blessed uh, to have this partnership with the NHL that they continue to uh, to do this event with us. So I'm sure by now you're wondering, well, how the heck do I get my hands on a ticket? Keep in mind, uh, full contest details are available on the website. Now, this is one instance where I'm going to direct you over to the HABS website. Uh, Allhabs.net is where you want to go. That's allhabs.net. 
Uh, and there is an article there that talks about winning tickets to the NHL draft in Vancouver. Keep in mind, you really need to re- read through all the rules so that you understand the what the prize is and how to qualify for it. Uh, this is only a ticket to the draft. This does not cover travel costs. Um, so if you can get yourself to Vancouver, then you, we could potentially be handing you a ticket to get into the draft. Um, and Rick, it's, it's, it's always fun to meet all of the, the people from all walks of life and all over the, the country and the continent, sometimes the world, um, who, who win uh, our draft tickets. And a lot of times they become uh, kind of permanent fixtures within the Rocket Sports family and, and, and become good friends and, and people that we look forward to, to seeing and talking to every year. That's right. Um, it's it's uh, something we've been told by the the fans who attend. It's it's been a, a dream of a lifetime because um, it being at the draft is different from watching the draft on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for Montreal Canadiens fans in Chicago, it was Mark Bergevin who came over and uh, and talked to our group and and. Uh, um, and shook hands and, and uh, took pictures. Uh, um, and uh, for the, the Flyers fans, Ron Hextall came up uh, at that time um, mm-hmm. in Chicago. It was, it was in Florida, I believe, that uh, Travis Konechny, uh, uh after he was drafted, came and, and sat with his family. Who were, was, they were in the same section, so you were sitting uh, next to Travis Konechny and, and uh, able yeah, to chat were, with him. It, yeah. It, it, it's um, afterwards when, when, when you go to, we went as a group uh, last year um, uh, to, to celebrate uh, after the draft and, and uh, in the restaurant, um, Guy, Lafleur, or Guy Lapointe came over and talked to um, our group. And mm-hmm. uh, um, it, it's, it's, um, but it, you know, and 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 I'll I'll stress that it's not just for Canadians fans. It's not just for Flyers fans. It's no. We've had we've had fans from every single uh, team, um, and uh, last year I think of of Colorado Avalanche fans. Uh, That's right. A mom and her son who drove all the way uh, from from Denver to Dallas um, in the hopes that they could somehow find a ticket. And we gave them a, 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 a an experience of a lifetime, and and uh, um, it, it was it's it's uh, it's it's really fun. It's it's really memorable, and uh, and you're going to meet some of the some of the most uh, intense and and knowledgeable uh, hockey fans uh, as well. Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's not to be missed, but you do have to enter the contest in order to have a chance at winning. So be sure to go to allhabs.net, read the full contest details in a nutshell. You're going to need to follow, uh, all of our, our social media accounts, uh, to qualify. And then on top of that, you're going to tweet at allhabs and you're going to say, Hey, hashtag rocket sports. I am a fan of, and tell us what hockey team you're a fan of. 
and I want a ticket to the NHL draft and included on that tweet or Facebook post or Instagram post, you're going to attach a picture of that shows us why you are such a hockey super fan. So that could be, you know, you in Europe because you went over there to watch the world juniors, or it could be your hockey fan cave that you have, or your immense Jersey collection, or you've got some outrageous fan ink or whatever depicts you as the ultimate hockey fan. That's what you're going to tweet to us uh, with a, with a special phrase that you can find there in the contest rules. Uh, Winners are selected randomly. Um, So you are welcome to enter as often as you like. Uh, We are going to be drawing uh, our first round of winners uh, later this week. Uh, So you want to be sure to get your entries in, uh, tell your friends. Um, It's, it's, you're not going to want to miss out on this at all. If you have any questions about the contest, feel free to tweet at us uh, at all halves or at the AHL report. Um, and we'll be happy to answer any questions, but we just want you to uh, enter the contest and hopefully you'll get to join us uh, up close and personal for the NHL draft. And if you don't have Twitter, enter on Facebook. If you don't have Facebook, enter on Instagram. If you don't have any social media, enter via the website. Uh, we're, we're, we're making it easy for you to, to enter this contest. Um, and um um, and as as Amy said, <laughs> if you want, enter on uh, enter in all the the different opportunities that we provide yeah. for you, uh, and that'll say something about um, how desperately you want to go to this. That's right. Uh, so we look forward to uh, seeing your entries. Uh, be sure to uh, share um, share that info around on social media and. Uh, encourage your friends to enter the contest as well. And hopefully yours will be one of the names that we announce as a ticket winner. And on that note, Rick, I think that's where we're going to leave things today. Sounds great. Anticipation of this fabulous contest. Uh, It's been a, it's been a great show. We've got lots of great hockey to watch for the remainder of this week, the Memorial cup, the Calder cup, uh, Kelly cup will start later on this week. The world championships continue in which team USA will redeem themselves fully and go home with gold. (laughs) I can dream. I can dream. Let a girl dream. Um, Yeah. So we'll be back here again next week uh, with updates on all of the tournaments, all of the hockey uh, and probably some updates on the draft contest as well. So you don't want to miss it. Uh, Be sure of course, Follow us again uh, on Twitter at the AHL report. You can find Rick at all Habs. You can find me at flyers rule and Rick, of course, uh, whatever podcast platform folks are on, they're going to want to search for one particular phrase to get this podcast and all of the other rocket sports media podcasts, rocket sports radio, search for rocket sports radio and uh, on, on any of your Uh, podcast platforms and you'll get uh, four different podcasts um, always fresh content and uh, take us with you wherever you go this uh, as the the summer begins excellent we look forward to seeing you right back here next week on another great episode of from the press box right here on the ahl report rick thanks so much for being here again this week um be sure to 
tip your waiters and waitresses well today, National <laughs> Wait Staff Day. Wait. And uh-huh. yeah, that's right. And uh, we'll see you back here next week. Enjoy all of the hockey this week. Thanks so much for listening. See you next week. And keep on waiting.